0: Did you know that with our current technologies, it would take about 12 years to recycle what fast fashion creates in 48 hours? Today, we are not in the studio and that's why it sounds a little bit different. (laughs) We're actually recording from CoLab for the Sustainable Ethical Fashion pop-up with partnership with Fashion Forward at Dubai Design District. And we have some amazing people here actually listening (laughs) to us live. And we've got a really awesome, awesome guest who I'm going to introduce to you guys right now. So our guest today is an entrepreneur. She's a storyteller with passion for fashion, creativity and sustainability. And she's a sustainable fashion advocate Mm -hmm. and the founder of GoShop.ia. I hope I'm pronouncing Shop" here, correct? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Araceli Galigo. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. So, <laughs> Thank you so much, Mariska, for having me. It's really awesome to have you got Ga- you here. It's really awesome. Pop-up, all mm-hmm. about sustainable and ethical fashion. And that's actually what we're gonna discuss today in the podcast. Yes. So just to start with it, where did your sustainable journey actually start?
1: Okay, I've always been kind of like a green heart, you know, when I was young, I wanted to join the Rainbow Warrior, I wanted to go with Greenpeace and all that, and it was a lot of fights with my family because I really was rebellious at that time. Eventually, of course, uh, (laughs) they had more power than me, (laughs) so I didn't go to fight the pollution and contamination and you know, say whales, but it's still like kind of like implemented. Green, living it at home and stuff. And I was always there. pain in the neck, like you have to recycle, do this, do that, you see. You know? So I've been always a little bit like that. But funny enough, I was kind of like always paying attention to the other things you can do in the house or maybe like, you know, using public transport, these are there. But I never realized about my own closet. I never saw my own closet as an issue. It was actually later... The line that I met uh, Aisha Sidekwa, which is the Fashion Revolution president. And she gave a, a talk, started to thinking, in. And then I realized, oh, I remember this thing that happened in Rana Plaza. Then everything kind of like caught together. And I realized, oh, my Lord, what's happening in the fashion industry is terrible. And I don't think anybody knows about this. you know? <laughs> exactly. All these dirty very, secrets exactly, from fashion. Exactly. It's very well hidden. And uh, Probably there is a reason for it to be hidden, <laughs> let's face it. But this is the thing. So when you think of fashion, and I am also a fashion editor, as you know, I also write in uh, Dubai Fashion News. It's my online magazine. When you think of fashion, you think of this beautiful, glamorous industry. In reality, there is a very ugly truth behind the curtains, you know? And this is, the, this is the thing that kind of like started like, hmm. So I started checking my own closet, checking my wardrobe. I decided, okay, I'm going to put myself to the challenge. First was like only three months, no buying anything, you know? I'm not going to buy anything at all. Then after the three months, I realized, actually, I think I can go a little bit further. (laughs) So I stayed without buying almost one year. The first month was tough. You know, you live in Dubai, you're changing your habits, which is challenging. Then Dubai is amazing when it comes to the malls. They have mastered the art of you to buy things you don't need, basically. Definitely. They're the best at it ever, right? <laughs> like you go to Especially other malls. Especially the sales and like there's always a shopping but festival. But there is always a sale, you realize in Dubai. There's always something going on. So you always have the feeling like you need to buy, 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 buy. And also it happens, we have the weather issue here. That means that during the summer, You go to the mall because it's the only walk you can do around, right? What do you do if you're in the mall walking already? It's so easy just to fall in the trap. So at the beginning, it was a little bit tough. Got to train myself, really get focused, like, okay, no, because it's really easy to fall in the trap. And eventually it just got better, better at it. And then I just realized, now I feel I'm in control of my choices. I only buy what I need. I only buy what I really like. I'm not necessarily following any trends unless that trend goes with me. You know, so I changed my behavior as a consumer. And now I feel so much empowered. I know exactly what I'm buying, why, where money. the money is going, yeah. what is the cost that is behind. And it's so much better. Mm-hmm. But what happened is that when I was in this beautiful journey, <laughs> I realized there was nothing in the Middle East that actually would facilitate me as a consumer. So that's why I started GoShopia. There is very little, a limited amount of designers that are doing something when it comes to sustainability. It is very difficult to find them honestly because they are very small, they work on silos and it's very difficult really as a consumer to find a place where you can kind of have like that mall feeling that you go and you have all the different ranges and options okay. around. It's very difficult to find it in here. So I decided, halas, there's nothing. I created. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, everything came out of sheer need basically. Everything started very organically. Initially I was looking for uh, where to buy sustainably and most of it is and then in Australia, which they have amazing yeah. brands. It's amazing. Fantastic ones. Yeah. United States also. Europe. In Europe, there's every time more and more. But then if you have to add the logistic carbon footprint, bringing the stuff mm. over here. Quite hard. Challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a balance. So it's a, yes, I'm biosustainable, but then I'm adding to the carbon footprint. How do I balance that? Yeah, how do I make exactly. it work?
0: So is that kind of how you started with GoShopia? And what exactly is it? So you're the founder of GoShopia, yeah. but what exactly would you say
1: is it? Well, GoShopia is an online marketplace. And in there, we create designers and fashion brands that follow at least one of our three S's. The first one is slow fashion. Because when there is slow fashion, there is less waste. Uh, Not many people may know what is slow fashion. Maybe your audience is a little bit more educated because you are doing an amazing work (laughs) with this podcast. But just in case, slow fashion basically is when they don't mass produce. If your production is smaller, you're normally producing thinking how many units you're going to be selling. You don't just mass produce for fun. (laughs) (laughs) So there is less waste because most of the time what happens with big fast fashion brands is that they just produce whatever it doesn't get to be sold end up either burnt yeah either yeah. in the landfill it's really really sad so mm. of course they put it in sale but what happens if it's not sold in sale exactly you know, it has so, to go somewhere it has to go somewhere it really does and yeah. it goes either to the landfill just making a problem elsewhere or burn more co2 yeah
0: that's quite shocking if you really think about the whole Cycle of everything, when we look at like sustainable fashion mm-hmm. and eco fashion and something like that, you know, how would you kind of define that? Like you've just okay. mentioned the slow.
1: Slow fashion slow is one fashion. of our uh, three S's. Mm. The other two S's, one of them is sustainable. So, sustainable fashion would be when you're using organic materials, biodegradable stuff, or you are recycling or upcycling or <laughs> some cycling. <laughs> so that you are making sure that the life has a, is coming out of natural resources and it's going to end up in a natural way too. So that would be the sustainable part of our second S. And the third S is socially responsible brands. There is so much abuse in fashion industry when it comes to wages, exploitation, even sexual harassment. You know, like 95% of the garment workers in fashion are actually women. And they are in countries that, They're not necessarily respected, let's put it like that. So most of the the women, actually, one way or another, they suffer of this, basically, of low pay, sexual harassment, very bad working conditions. When you think of Rana Plaza and you think, oh, it happened once, it's happening every other day.
0: We don't always hear about all the other ones that was obviously a big one that got exposed and it was a lot of major brands that was involved with that that had their clothing and the amount of uh,
1: of people that died on that collapse is huge it's over one thousand one hundred people died all at once and there is a lot of people that got hurt and they're still injured out of that it was massive but like that it kept on happening that's a sad reality you know I think as a society, we really need to take more care of the of the garment workers. And also there are other causes that fashion can help with, you know, like, for example, traditional techniques like weaving, you know, all these things they are getting lost because of mass, mass production. Exactly. But it's beautiful. And there is it's the livelihoods of people, you know. So why don't we, you know, I don't say to remove everything from one to the other, but Let's give a space to everyone so that everyone is actually thriving in their own niche, you know, what they're doing. So we have some designers that work with local artisans, like, for example, Dino Supraja. All those fabrics actually are weaved by her and painted on by her artisans. So it's amazing. And like that, we have many others that are doing something beautiful. Sheen is one of her brands, too. She does jewelry and whatever the profits, she shares with one cost to her heart. And it keeps on changing. Right now, for example, she's helping the Rohingya cause. So whenever there is a sale, one part of the proceedings go to the Rohingya cause. So it's good, you know, she's helping the refugees. So these are so many different things we can do. We can actually, the idea behind go shop is that we can change fashion to be a force of, for good, you know? Not necessarily for bad. Exactly. Waste, for pollution, for exploitation. Who is winning in this, you know? (laughs) So I think there's another fashion. Actually, that's the motto of Kurshopia. Another fashion is possible because we think actually we can change the ways.
0: And I think for me, especially, it would be great if we didn't have to refer to sustainable and ethical fashion as sustainable and ethical fashion, but just fashion, that all fashion could be sustainable and ethical. Mm -hmm. That brings me to the next question I wanted to ask you. If you were in a conversation with someone that Mm. wasn't aware of the issues and, you know, like we've talked about Rana Plaza. How would you kind of explain to them what is sustainable and ethical fashion and what is the issues around it? If
1: you could have like a few sentences to say to someone, well, what would you say? Well, normally it starts in a conversation. It's not as short as like, these are the facts. Normally statistics always shake people, even though I know it's not 100% verified, but there is uh, some statistics around there that said that Fashion industry is the second largest polluter in the world. That's huge, only behind oil and gas, which is such a dirty uh, industry kind. That is kind of like an eye opening, like, how come? And then you start wondering, how come something that is so beautiful on the outside, actually inside is so polluted. So you start questioning, you know, like, how come, why? Well, because of the productions, because of what happens with the consumerism. Also, we as consumers have a big role to play in this also. So we are not only to put the blame on the um, producers. We also, as consumers, need to do things about our habits, what we are buying, what how we are using it. So there is a lot of things that you know. I normally start as a, as a relaxed conversation because this is something that I get asked a lot. Like, mm-hmm. why sustainable fashion? Why? Why did you bother? No? Why? Because really, I see it as a big problem. Then, you know, I mentioned about this, some statistics or or just basically, you know, where all your items that are not sold in the stores, you know, what happened with them, these kind of things. Because at the end of the day, clothes are something very emotional for most of us. You know, we live in our clothes. Exactly. So we normally don't get to think of the history behind what we are wearing. But once you open that door to actually... You know where this was made, you know who did it, you, who mm-hmm. made your clothes, that beautiful campaign from Fashion Revolution. You start seeing the whole process in a different, with different eyes. And I think the more we ask about this, the more we, we get people asking about these. I think it's much better for the whole society, for the brands, and definitely for Mama Earth. <laughs> exactly. That is one of the things we need to realize that
0: every single piece of clothing has a hidden cost yeah so whether we as consumers actually pay that cost by purchasing a more sustainable and ethical clothing piece where the brands are on par with what we believe in or whether that hidden cost is actually paid by what you've mentioned the workers you know or whether the environment's actually paying Mm -hmm. that cost you know what are some of the things that you would say you look out for when you consider a sustainable brand for GoShopia or even for yourself? Yeah
1: in Forgo Shopia, we have a criteria questionnaire kind of a thing and we go through and we ask okay for slow fashion we have a set of questions for sustainable fashion we have a set of questions and then even maybe some designers may come and say oh I'm sustainable it's like according to the questionnaire you're not really <laughs> that sustainable you may be Slow, maybe, or you may be socially responsible. You may have other of the S's, and then you are still allowed to join Goshopia. But really, we, we, we are based on what our questionnaire tells us more than what they name themselves. And yeah, so we have questions, for example, when it comes to slow production what is your production? Where is it produced? Do you know the, the, where is the, you know, the manufacturing? Can we visit? Actually, most of the times we go also and we see. Where's the manufacturing taking place? Or we ask them to share pictures and videos so that we can see a little bit what are the conditions that they're working on. So all that we do. For me, sustainable fashion, because this is also kind of like a question, it's not only about the sustainability necessarily only aligned with the environment. Although for me, it's very, very important. and I, I must say really it's kind of like the key on the core of kushopia But I realize also that we need to take care of the people living on Earth at the end of exactly. the day too. So if it's very sustainable but that family cannot pay the bills the family that are actually producing those garments is not sustainable either you know so it kind of like have this balance where I I wanted to have the three S's as part of of what we are about really because I think we are in, we're in, in a journey to improve this is actually something super exciting for me because some designers that join and they are only slow fashion they are already this year looking how to become sustainable because they want to earn another S. And I feel so proud of the fact that they are seeing the S's as as something like, you know, like something to aspire to. I'm so happy when I get this kind of, oh, you know, I went here and uh, I'm looking, I was looking for the sustainable fabrics. I'm going to run a trial. That just, you know, melts my heart really with oh, yeah. And it's great that so many more brands
0: are actually considering that. Hmm. So w- what would you then recommend if someone wants to join Go Shop Air, What can they do? Like, how can they be part of your um, brand?
1: On our website, there is a, the footer. There's one that says join us or they can just email us and they can create a profile. We review everything. So the fact that you create a profile doesn't mean that you are in. Because we re- review and then there's a set of questions that we send. And it's a, it's a process. How can people actually purchase your products online? Oh, it's just a website. They just can go www.goshopia.com. Goshopia is kind of like a funky name, I know. but <laughs> It comes from Go Shop and Utopia. I wanted to put it together because as a consumer... I wanted to give them kind of like the mall feeling of having different styles, different price ranges. Because, for example, one of the things that they always say about uh, sustainable fashion is that it's expensive. Well, it's more expensive than fast fashion, because as you said, uh, fast fashion, someone is paying not the... Exactly, <laughs> the hidden <laughs> the, price it's tag. Not the, exactly, it's not yeah. exactly uh, end consumer, but actually probably, normally, is the most vulnerable uh, part of the chain. So, yes, sustainable fashion is going to be a little bit more expensive, but as in any industry you have different ranges when you are buying a car you can buy a very cheap car or you can buy a i don't know porsche or um, anything you know what i mean so there are ranges for things same in sustainable fashion you have ranges you can go lower price or you can go to a wedding dress (laughs) of course you know Uh, at the end of the day what you are buying is quality what we are offering is timeless pieces there's uh not necessarily trend driven we are looking for things that are going to stand the, the test of time are going to look amazing on you today tomorrow and in 10 years because exactly. we know that the garments if you take good care of them they will last that long yeah actually this is also part of the due diligence that we do with designers we review the stitching the buttons we try to see if they stay in place <laughs> it feels like we are going to tear <laughs> kill it down the product but yeah. it's a way for us to know okay is it Built to quality. last, you yeah. know, because that's important for sustainability. Fast fashion do one thing very well, which is having you to come back for more because they work with this plan obsolescence in fashion where they know, like, if a bottom falls down, well, most of the people are going to be lazy and they're not going to put it out. Exactly. That's why we want to make sure that the garment lasts long, things are built to last, and they are not, there's no plan obsolescence in our, in our range. Everything is built to last, basically. And
0: I think if you also look at the average cost of every single time that you wear a garment yeah. as well, you know, if you buy a T-shirt at a fast fashion brand and you only get about two or three wears out yeah. of that T-shirt, then you need to consider how much that T-shirt actually cost every single time you wore it. Whereas if you bought... A better quality shirt, or even you know pants or whatever, and you get a 200, maybe a thousand wears out of that. Is that then really cheaper or more expensive? You this know, you is need, the thing. I think that people don't really consider. They look at the price tag, and then they decide, oh, it's cheaper,
1: it's expensive. Exactly. And In, when you really become a more conscious consumer, you look for other things. Like when you go to a shop and you're looking at a piece that you like, you probably will read the washing instructions, for example. Are you able with your lifestyle to keep it or everything is to be, uh, is it going to last? Yeah. Basically having your lifestyle, are you going to just toss it in the washing machine? Is it going to exactly. get destroyed. The, the seams are proper or not. So all these kind of things you need to take into account when you're a conscious consumer. You just do it. Basically, there is kind of like questions that I did in my personal journey and I keep on doing today. And This is something that now stays for me forever. When I go to a shop, whether sustainable or not, I still question myself if I still do need it. If I still have something in my closet that I still can use so that I avoid to have that extra purchase. And it's not because I don't love shopping. Trust me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you really... We are underutilizing our closets, first of all. As a consumer, we also need to to think of how we're going to take care of the things that are sitting in our closet. Sorry to say, but some of the fast fashion items I got, the minute that I washed them one or two times, they were gone. They were really falling apart. Mm. It's terrible. That, for me, is not sustainable. And also, if you buy it because you like it, how sad is it to see it go in two washes? (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? It's really bad. So that's why... I think it's a it's a shift that we need to go through bit by bit. It's a journey and everyone needs to, so that's why this is something also that we faced. Uh, I'm also ambassador of Remake and I help also Fashion Revolution and Slow Fashion World. And something that happens that with this movement, we may uh, seem like we are preaching or something. No, in reality, we don't. Everyone is on a different journey. Take your time, do what works for you. Maybe you want to start Buying less, buying better quality, investing in quality, basically, not in quantity. Maybe in your case, you just want to, I don't know, thrift, you know, so it's a beautiful option. Or maybe you just want to hand it down to your sister, to your friend, you know. It works in so many different ways and you can be still sustainable at the end of the day because our clothes have more than one life. And it's very sad to have them sitting in our closet doing (laughs) (laughs) nothing. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So what would you say has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? Uh, (laughs) Is it a hard one? It is
1: a hard one. You've You've done a lot of stuff. Definitely, to start start Goshopia was a challenge. I wanted to do it and then I, I found out I was pregnant. So I had to and and take my time because uh, my body was not you know taking me to places at the time it was kind of like a complicated pregnancy but definitely I think the the fact of putting together goshopia defining the concept what we wanted to do I think was the most the most important decision. But then every single decision is important when I think of it, because when you decide, I'm not going to be buying any more plastic bottles ever in my life, even if I need to die, and we live in the desert, guys. So <laughs> this is serious commitment. It's <laughs> something that also I feel is important. Every little bit adds. exactly, And we need we need to think that as individuals, we are very powerful because we just add up, you know? Every little action we do, Someone sees it and wonders why, and then eventually says like, "Oh, you know, I remember she was doing this, and she told me why. Maybe next time I'll do the same. You know, just way exactly. to refill my bottle instead of buying another yeah. plastic bottle. You know, so these kind of things. So I think everything really is important. Maybe the most uh, impactful one, maybe Go Shopia, because I'm hoping to impact not only." my household or my friends, <laughs> but actually the world. <laughs> exactly, the whole fashion industry. <laughs> yeah, awesome. but yeah, yeah, probably that. We're going to move into
0: our final five. The first one is, what is one social
1: media account that you follow or publication? I am Remake Ambassador and I'm also Slow Fashion World Changemaker. Mm-hmm. So I am always seeing what they're doing, what they're posting. So their Instagrams, I think it's uh, at Remake or World. And the other one is at Slow Fashion World. So everything about the world (laughs) is true. And then also Fashion Revolution, of course, they're always posting interesting stuff. There's a lot of zero waste that I follow that are amazing, but not necessarily they speak about fashion. They speak about lifestyle most of the time, but it's also interesting also to, to see them. Then when it comes to publications, I'm very happy to see that lately more and more publications are actually you know, opening up to speak about sustainability and sustainable fashion in particular, because sustainability has been on the talks for a while already when it comes to energy, when it comes to the fossil fuels, for example. One of the talks that we're going to be having here at to Collab tomorrow actually is, is uh, from Climate Change. It's Tamara Chrysler, which is, she was trained by Al Gore in this climate project reality. Super interesting talk tomorrow. I invite everyone to come. You know, there's so much, right now I'm very happy because there is a lot of uh, information out there. When it comes to published, printed publications, there's one I love, which is called Luxiders. It's a magazine, it's printed in Germany, but the girl's Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) And she's doing an amazing job to put out there. It's only about sustainable fashion. That's it, only about sustainable fashion. And it's a luxury publication. It really speaks, you know, about sustainable fashion in a very editorial way. She has these uh, comments on the sides that are kind of like poems. Beautiful, really, very nice. So kind of, you know, you're reading it and it's transporting you to the moment where the model was getting shot, you know, and all yeah. that. So it's really, feel like really, you're there. Yeah, awesome. or the, um, or the, the, the kind of like mood that the, the concept of the shooting had. So it's really beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. And what is your
0: hope for Mama Earth actually going forward Oh, I hope
1: Mama Earth gets better children. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we yeah, all I hope think, that? I think future generations, the, the generations are already here. When you see all the students in Europe uh, striking, well, in the whole world, striking for climate change, I think this is so beautiful. That gives me so much hope, really. My generation, we were weirdos, the ones that were too uh, green or a little bit, you know, rebellious when it comes to that. But They were like, you know, like... <laughs> on the side like eh, troubled you know but I think now is the other way around for them is the other way around you don't recycle yeah now you're the you way one exactly. how come what's wrong with you you know so it is totally different and I'm so happy to see that because I think of course we're, we're talking about shifting mentalities it takes time but I'm so happy to see that it's going to the right direction yeah, that, definitely. Yeah.
0: And what advice can you actually give our crazy birds this week to help out
1: Mama Earth? They already have so much good advice coming from you, really. <laughs> How can I talk that up? Well, just audit your closet, see what you need, only buy what you need, buy less, buy better, look for quality, look for pieces that are gonna stand whatever trend. Think of what suits your body type, what suits your. Uh, lifestyle what is really what you're needing and only buy that even from us I mean I'm a shop and I know it's super (laughs) counterintuitive that a shop is telling you don't buy don't buy unless you need it it's true because that's the ethos uh, we have behind only buy really when you need it and when you buy make sure you take good care of the clothes because uh, there's a saying take good care of the clothes like the good friends they are in reality you are enveloped with them you know so try to be responsible with how you handle them Be careful with them and they will last and they will be your good companions for long. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? Uh, Normally this the fact that I mentioned before, the fact that the fashion industry is the second largest polluter, that at the end of the day is a statistic that is not yet verified. There's no way. There are many countries that actually... They're not sharing their statistics. <laughs> they probably don't even have mm. them. <laughs> exactly. So, and then they are the ones that are producing most of the f- fashion. Let's face it, China, Bangladesh, India, all these Southeast Asia, they are the biggest producers of fashion right now, and they, they don't have either the transparency to share, either the even the figures to share. So, if we are thinking that is the second largest polluter hey, that's huge, you know? And you are thinking probably of other industries that are more pollutant, but no, it's fashion. Wow. So I think that actually is a good opening to start the conversation for them to keep on asking, how come? And then be able to talk more. I think that's that's a way to break the ice because most of the times they are not very sure really what is sustainable fashion or how even the role is important as consumers, you know? Because in reality... Everything, everyone has a role in this. We all are crazy birds and we need to take care of Mama Earth. Exactly. And where can people actually find you? Our Instagram is uh, goshopia underscore official. Our website is www.goshopia.com. Goshopia is coming from the Utopia thing. So Goshop G-O-S-H-O-P-I-A dot com. And AI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna link it up in the oh, show yes, notes as well. Please. So sorry, yeah. my Spanish uh, <laughs> well ABC. thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really thank appreciate it. Thank you so much, it. Mariska, for having us and you welcome. thank you so much also for what you're doing because you are doing amazing job really here Thanks educating so and opening the minds to many. So oh. and I'm not the declared fan <laughs> of Mariska. <laughs> And this podcast, so I'm one of your crazy birds. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at MamaEarthTalk.com. Follow at Design by Maresca on Instagram or email hello at MamaEarthTalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds new episodes are uploaded every monday make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything mama earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds